Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show where we won't stop recording, even when one of our houses is actively flooding. My name is Christy. And my name is Illumide. And this is the Big Empty Purse podcast. One of us has a PhD in pharmacology, and it's not me, so... (laughs) (laughs) Get me together! So, Illumide, what have you been up to since the last episode? This shit has gotten worse. It has gotten so much worse. Oh, I, first of all, let me break the fourth wall real quick. For those of you listening, uh, I was just complaining to Christy about my fuck-ass, fuck-ass life. That doesn't make any kind of sense. And I forgot to mention to you, Christy, when I was telling you that. Earlier this week, apparently, they walled off... You know that yellow caution? Actually, I don't want to call it a crime scene tape. But they cautioned off the front of the house. Uh-huh. And I just step out of the house like, hey, I'm ready to go to work. It's like, fuck-ass o'clock in the morning and i see the tape and i'm like why wouldn't anybody alert me i live here like why is this tape here and i go read it and it says please don't park anywhere nearby for the next seven days there seems to be a gas leak (laughs) they were gonna do some work to try to fix it i was like you mean there's a gas leak here and nobody thought to tell me that would be really good information for me to have I was like, oh no. What? When were you guys going to tell me? When were you going to tell me? So I was like, well, what am I going to do now? Anyway, I danced that one out the best way I could. But that was another dumb shit that happened in my week that I was just like, what the fuck? Anyway, back to you, <laughs> listeners. My week has been some raggedy bullshit. As in, I thought my life was hanging by a thread previously. Now it's hanged by maybe a single spider web. You can't even see it. <laughs> you can't see it. <laughs> but my life is just hanging <laughs> by it. Um, as, yeah, as, as we preluded to at the beginning of the episode, I'm currently sitting in the flooding of my home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making jokes. Actually, not really. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, <laughs> I set up the podcast equipment in my basement. And the basement <laughs> is below ground. Like completely on all four sides below ground. It's not the case where you have those basements that are built on a hill and the backside just walks out into regular land. No, all four sides underground. And there are only <laughs> two fucking windows. And those windows can even fit me through it. And I'm very skinny. Yes, those windows can fit me. <laughs> However, the point is those windows open directly to the street surface, ground level. So when there's any flash flood that doesn't drain through the proper tunnels and it gets just high enough to hit the bottom of that window, you know what happens? The water comes in the fucking house. So luckily it doesn't happen very often, maybe once a year, but you like you, you see the thunder or like whatever alert, the flash flood alert, and you quickly run down and try to Right now it's raining really hard and there's a flash flood warning. So I'm currently being drowned. But the podcast is very important. So <laughs> sorry. What was that line from Titanic when the ship was going out? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the line. But anyway, um, oh, I will still be recording until the ship completely submerges. Yes. Anyway, traffic is still a raggedy bitch, as you predicted. But I've been leaving work so late now. The traffic is actually nice by the time I leave work. <laughs> but that's not a good thing. So. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, that being said, how was your week, Christy? How have you been since the last episode? <laughs> is that it? That's it. No content for- <laughs> <laughs> that's it. I didn't do anything. There's... 
<laughs> what have I been up to? I don't know. They <laughs> asked me when we got on the call. I was like, I think I've like dissociated for an entire week. I don't remember anything I've done. <laughs> I don't remember anything I've done. Um, I remember some things I've done, but I'd rather not. Uh, <laughs> honestly, I know uh, that one thing I have been doing is um, reliving the trauma of the beginning of of our current Pandemi Lovato, watching our new Pandemi Lovato <laughs> start to unfold. Jesu, please. <laughs> Monkeypox. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Ah, but I'm like flashing back to the early days of the Panama Canal when like we were all like, haha, wow, this is weird. Like, oh, wow. Uh, wow, look at this graph. Well, the cases are just going up and up. Like, oh, a state of emergency. Oh, interesting. This will probably still be fine. And then it wasn't. <laughs> I'm like, "Mm -mm. I've seen this movie. No. (laughs) Yeah, the monkeypox thing is something else. But I'm hoping that the vaccine technology that they have can have them develop something for it really fast because we all need that vaccine. ASAP. We can't have another COVID. I know. I'm I'm like more hopeful. I'm being very doom and gloom because I can and why not? And actually, it usually is a pretty accurate prediction. It is. Yes. No, I agree. (laughs) But like, I do feel like like there already exists a vaccine for monkeypox. We just like don't have any supply of it or distributing it. But like it exists by all rights. It should not be as bad. But that that trauma is too fresh. Yes, we can't stack them one after the other. Give it another hundred years, maybe. Please. Please. (laughs) Honestly. honestly. Spread this shit out through generations. Don't have us have all five of them. At least 20 or 30. Is that too much to ask? (laughs) I'd settle for 10. I'd settle for 10. (laughs) Another one in the words of DJ Khaled. Yeah, I don't like it. And the recovery times, I think, are longer, aren't they? What? The recovery times of monkeypox. I I think the recovery time is much longer than that of COVID. I think you are correct. I think you are correct. So that'll be sucky for obvious reasons. Imagine all your fucking coworkers catching catching monkeypox or half. Let's say, let's be nice and say half. Half of them catch it. That's more work for the rest of you. So, however, there was a significant bright spot to my past week that I do remember, which is that I got to see Nope, Jordan Peele's new movie in the theaters. Ah, Stop, 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 stop. Oh, you're going to laugh when I tell you this. You see how on your thing down there, it says I have no idea and nope. Mm. I thought you were being funny. Like, nope, I ain't got nothing for this week. But apparently you saw the movie. (laughs) The movie. Nope. (laughs) Anyway. Oh, that's so stupid. Continue, please. Yeah. uh, Peek behind the curtains, listeners. I have my name and two bullet points under it that say, I have no idea, and all caps, nope. <laughs> this is right. this is what the podcast is built on. Uh, no ideas and nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, this is this is the one good nope. Yes, the movie was excellent. Ugh, the critics didn't like it as much as Jordan Peele's other movies. Fuck those bitches. I loved it. Really? I mean, they weren't like super negative. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was excellent. It was really like had a lot of very original ideas. It was it's a horror movie, but sort of a monster movie almost. Oh, it's, it's a horror movie? Jordan Peele is like carving a lane for himself. I love this. It's excellent, though. The story is interesting. The effects are crazy. Like the sound design, like go see it in the theaters for the sound design. The sound design is really? wild. The acting was excellent. Daniel Kaluuya, excellent. Kiki Palmer, excellent. So funny. Steven Yeun, excellent. Like, I, it was so good. Kiki Palmer, I, I, I didn't used to be a stan, but like I've seen her these days and I'm like, I like her very much. I watch her interviews and I'm like, she gets it. 
she she's a vibe she is a whole vibe so kiki hey girl look let's be friends like seriously i would love to be kiki palmer's friend she's very intelligent no daniel kaluuya is so good twice during the movie it was like first of all this title for a movie is just chef's kiss like just calling yeah. the movie a horror movie nope nope <laughs> it's fucking hilarious <laughs> this man knows all. how to name his movies second of all i was curious whether they would like reference that at all in the movie and they did and daniel kaluuya delivered the nope both times and both times it was fucking flawless and so funny <laughs> i have to see this movie like all my favorite people are in it i have to see this movie it's not too horror horror-y of a horror movie like there's not a ton of like jump, jump scares, scares. Yeah. a lot of it's in like daylight like it's not it is it is a horror movie but you might you might be fine with it look i'm gonna this is probably the one time i'm gonna thug out the fact that i for the listeners who don't remember i am allergic deadly to horror movies and i just don't watch them but I really want to see this movie. So I'll just, I don't know. I'll just get scared to death. Or maybe I'll die seeing this movie. How about that? That's what'll do it. <laughs> so are we playing a game today? Are we going to play a game today? We absolutely are going to play a game today. We are going to play some trivia. Oh man. Starting out with a banger today. All right. Question number one. What U.S. state was the last to lift a ban on interracial marriage? Not changing the law until 2000. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> Uh, America. <laughs> not a place. It's not a place. It's the sound of drum and bass. Hey, it might be Alabama. I'm just going to go with Alabama. That would not shock me. Alabama would not shock me. Mississippi would not shock me. Honestly, those two. I feel like Alabama and Mississippi have earned their reputations as they our re- like first go-to answers for this question. They really have. While we're at it, Alabama, Mississippi, hey, listen to me. Uh, maybe y'all need to uh, like get with the rest of the program, please. I just can't imagine being like in a state legislature and being like, guys, how are we talking about this? Like right now in right. the year 2000. Like what? how? Why? How? I would be so embarrassed. Like, Good Lord. I'm going to stick with Alabama. I'm going to go with Mississippi. Alabama's evil twin. Actually, they're both evil. The answer is Alabama. Look. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Alabama, why is he? <laughs> what the fuck? Look, Alabama, for those of you who live there, for those of you who make legislature there, the fact that we could off the cuff and off the fly guess your state as the answer to this question and we were right. Come on, do something. Do something. Do anything except what you're doing that led to this. (laughs) All right, question number two. According to Forbes magazine, in 2004, who was the first person to become a billionaire by writing books? J.K. Rowling. I was about to say it's that... Oh, I know it's bitch. probably JK Rowling. <laughs> Rowling, whatever. It's gotta be. <sighs> she's 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 a mess by I mean, you know this. She's a fucking she's, mess. I want it to be like Stephen King, but I feel like it's not. It's gotta be JK Rowling. But you know what? You're probably right. I do hope for the sake of humanity that it is in fact Stephen King, but we'll see. I'm gonna stick with the JK Rowling. No, it's JK Rowling. It must be. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the answer is JK Rowling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah! It's not JK jumping. It's not JK skipping. It's JK, JK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, of course it's J.K. Rowling. I wish she would get her shit together. She's really just out here doing the most. I don't love it. On the bright side, yeah, we're all of that is shit. But yeah, we're, we're winning. <laughs> winning. All we do is win. No matter no. what. <laughs> Got trivia on our minds and we can never get enough. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Get oh, trivia on Question number three. Introduced by Edward Jenner in 1796, what was the first successful vaccine to be developed? If it's not chicken pox, it's not polio. What year was it? 1796. It's not polio. Polio took much longer to get rid of. Yeah. First, I didn't realize if, that vaccines had been around that long. Actually, the first vaccine, wasn't it either chicken pox? 
I think the chickenpox vaccine is like fairly recent because I don't know how you like if you got chickenpox, but when I I feel like I missed it by like a year because when I was young, my parents were still doing the thing of like let's give all our kids chickenpox purposefully all at once. <laughs> did oh. you did you experience that? <laughs> That was the thing. I don't want to cheat, but I want to look this up after I after we get it wrong. <laughs> but <Yes>. um, <laughs> if I'm correct, I think the vaccine for chickenpox has been around for much longer than that. But not since 1796, I don't think. Right? Oh, this is not how humanity works. We've had a vaccine for mumps. People still get bumps. <laughs> That's true. Measles. I, I'm gonna pink. I don't know if it's measles or chickenpox. I honestly mm. thought they were very similar. Who knows? I could be wrong. But what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> what the Black Plague? <laughs> Ebola. <Too retro. laughs> Ebola. I'm gonna guess smallpox. I really don't know. Oh, you know what? That's <laughs> actually a good know. guess. I still can't tell you the actual difference between chickenpox and smallpox. One of us has a PhD in pharmacology, and it's not me. So <laughs> <laughs> get me together. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there, there's maybe maybe it's really not supposed to be called chickenpox. It's supposed to be big pox. Who knows? Big pox. <laughs> Medium pox. <laughs> Medium pox. Help. <laughs> extra, extra large pox. Look, I forgot where I was going with that. I'm going to stick with chicken pox, but I don't know the difference. Yeah. I'm really going to look this up after we answer it, answer it wrong. What do you think? I'm going to go with smallpox. Also not knowing the difference with any of these diseases. It's going to be something completely different. And the first vaccine, which was introduced in 1796, is... Ah! The smallpox. I, did, I actually got it right. It's smallpox. Oh, okay, yeah. Yay. One of the poxes. We were on track. Yeah. Between we, the two of us, we got all the questions right. I love this. What? What's the difference between smallpox and chickenpox? Smallpox and chickenpox might seem similar. They both cause rash and blisters. They both have pox in their names. But other than that, they're completely different diseases. Chickenpox is still around. Smallpox is pretty much extinct. Apparently, chickenpox is milder than smallpox. Hmm. Smallpox was deadly. I remember that because it killed a bunch of Native Americans. One of the many ways that we killed a lot of Native Americans. <laughs> okay, apparently the rash the rash formation is also different. The first licensed vaccine for chicken pox in the US was 1995. Wow, why? Oh no, wait. Wow, I really did miss it by like this much because I was born in 92 and yeah, definitely like my sister was already born. She's two years younger than me. So it probably was just about 1995 where our parents were just like, nope, they will all get the chicken pox. Right. <laughs> Everybody go on a play date with the one child who has it, and then everyone's child will get it. Because I remember I had the chickenpox vaccine when I was born. Actually, let me rephrase. I don't remember getting it because I was a fucking child infant. But I remember seeing on my vaccination card that they kept since I was a kid, chickenpox is on there. Mm. But it doesn't mean I got it when I was an infant, like three months old. I probably got it when I was six, and they just kept updating the chart. Well, oh. the pharmacologist missed the pharmacology question. <laughs> who would have thunk it? Anyway. This is a, this is a win, though. I mean, this was backwards laws. I know. Horrible states of the union. Right. <laughs> Transphobic author and oh, and smallpox. So It's all bad all news. Subjects, See, but... this, this is the kind of trivia we do well at. When the yeah. shit is bleak and we can very much relate <laughs> and we know the exact answers. Yep. So the topic we'll be discussing today is anxiety. It's all downhill from here. Thought the trivia was depressing. <laughs> wait till you see what we Oof. got for you yes we have discussed some raggedy bitches on this show but anxiety one of the raggediest truly so tell me have you experienced anxiety me me <laughs> in this economy <laughs> especially in this economy especially. <laughs> if there's someone out here who's not experiencing anxiety in this economy <laughs> please put me in your oh. will Make me, make me a member of your living trust an executioner of your living trust please if, if, if this economy 
Is it giving you anxiety? I want whatever you're having. <laughs> I was about to say, are we elaborating more on the first one or are we jumping to like, the second one? We, okay, I guess, honestly, we should have done a book report. I should have done a book report because I don't know what the clinical definition of anxiety is. I just know what I feel like when I'm anxious. Here's our here's our um, on-the-fly book report. Because <laughs> we didn't do our homework and we are in the back of the class frantically writing our book report. Wearing sunglasses and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> so says the Google search, anxiety is intense, excessive, and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations. Anxiety can be normal in stressful situations, such as public speaking or taking a test. Anxiety is only an indicator of underlying disease when feelings become excessive, all-consuming, and interfere with daily living. I guess that's a good definition. Except sometimes the underlying disease is not yes. mental health. Sometimes it's... It's the, the economy. <laughs> the economy. Sometimes it's capitalism. Sometimes it's the economy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but for real, though, it's very funny that you bring that up, or the, the fact that the definition says that specifically, like, oh, you know, anxiety is just worrying about everything all at once, being seen as underlying mental illness. But, like, if there's just more things to worry about... That- <laughs> Actually, it would be mental illness to just sit there while your whole life is catching fire and you're not worried about any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep. The dog saying this is fine with everything catching on fire. That's mental illness. (laughs) Yes. Dido singing uh, thank you is mental illness. (laughs) For for those of you who don't know what that that reference is, please go listen to the very, very, very... Do you think the kids today even know of the Dido thank you song? I don't know. Okay. Pause the podcast, go look up Dido, thank you. Listen to that song if you've never heard it before, and then come back. Uh, yeah. Anyway, in the song she says, um, And even if my house falls down now, I wouldn't have a clue, because you're near me. And the video of that song is them just like taking a bulldozer to her house while she's just having tea in the middle of it. <laughs> that level of don't give a fuckery is mental illness. Yeah. Yes. That's all I'm yes. trying to say. Moving on. <laughs> what does anxiety feel like for you? What does anxiety feel like? It comes in lots of flavors for me, at least. The the classic, the classic flavor, um, where it's like thoughts racing, like heart racing, like shaky, can't catch your breath. Oh. So like for for more with the listeners, like I like I have anxiety. They thought, well, here I was acting like I didn't have more to elaborate on in question one. <laughs> so- <laughs> Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. It was just, it was only when I like started talking and was like, oh, I'm going to need some background for all of these statements that I'm about to make. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder for several years because the doctors were just like, oh, no, you're real anxious. Like, (laughs) what it turns out was that I have ADHD, which will become relevant when I describe another flavoring of anxiety. So there's the classic anxiety flavor nervous, shaking, mind racing, heart racing, thoughts racing, that kind of kind of anxiety, like worrying about things you can't control or that things are going to go really bad. There's also the type of anxiety that's like numb anxiety, Mm. where it's like I get so numb, I'm sort of paralyzed and like I can't do anything. And it's really making me anxious. But the more anxious I get, the less I can do. Oh, (laughs) name a better duo. (laughs) I will make you suffer and I will make you useless. (laughs) It's horrible. Oh. Iconic. Iconic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because there's a lot of mental symptoms of anxiety. It's like the worry, there's the catastrophizing. That's a fun word, by the way, catastrophizing. But continue, please. Catastrophizing. (laughs) It is a fun word. I feel anxiety very physically. Like we've talked about stress before and how stress you can feel very physically. Anxiety sort of is the same way. I don't remember the last time I was happy. But I will say is (laughs) I don't even remember the last time I was not anxious. It's not the case where like I have periods where I'm really anxious and then it dips down. I don't remember the last time I looked up. (laughs) 
I don't remember the last time I looked up. So I'm just sitting here like, if you're asking me what does anxiety feel like, a better question would be like, what does not anxiety feel like? I couldn't fucking tell you. I could not fucking tell you. I always feel like everything is going to go wrong. So I'm watching every single thing like a hawk. Just waiting because you're like, something is going to go wrong somewhere at any moment now. And inevitably, if you, if, if you read the book of my life, you realize that it has. Yes. It's like a, a series of unfortunate events. And because of that trend pattern that I've noticed, I know for a fact that if my life in the past three weeks caught fire 300 times, do I just hope that next month the ratio will go a little down? The preceding trend is it's going to catch fire another 300 times. I then have to worry about ways to make sure that those 300 times the next three weeks, I can manage it. And what that does is it just tires me out. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I have to be on. I have to know everything that has to be known about the things that I have, I'm responsible for. My body just goes on autopilot and leaves me behind. <laughs> Literally, because yeah. I can't keep up. But somehow I look up and the thing I'm anxious about, I'm on the other side of it. I just dissociate yep. completely. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're already on to the next overwhelming thing. Yeah, that, that's the thing. That's, that's exactly, oh my God, that's exactly the phrase. There's so many overwhelming things that like, yeah, you just have to keep chasing whatever is most overwhelming. And that changes like, depending on which direction you sneeze. So <laughs> yeah, of course, the heart beating fast, me being dehydrated as fuck. That stuff is just every day. You don't have the want to do anything. And even the things that are extremely important for you to do, you actually have to psych yourself up to actually do it. As in Mm -hmm. waking up in the morning and you realize that you've been laying there and you're like, I need the willpower to get up, go take a shower, brush my teeth and find something to eat. I saw a TikTok the other day that said, staying inside, bad for depression, good for anxiety. Going outside, (laughs) good for depression, bad for anxiety. (laughs) Stand directly in your doorway to achieve peak mental health. <laughs> oh yeah, I was laughing before you ever finished that joke because this is so funny. But no, the, the question of like, what does anxiety not feel like is a really legit one. Because I only know because I like, I, I semi know the answer. I still experience anxiety all the time. But I said I was diagnosed with generalized anxiety. So what had happened was I had bipolar, diagnosed with bipolar like long ago, long strong family history of bipolar. And so like, that was actually pretty well treated. My psychiatrists were like, well, you're still anxious. Mm, So like, we'll keep trying to treat you for that. And I was like, oh, like it's really, it's inhibiting my life. I'm so anxious that I can't focus and I'm not getting anything done. They were giving me anti-anxiety meds, which was just like, as it turns out when you have ADHD and the fact was like, I couldn't focus. And that was giving me anxiety, not I had anxiety and thus I couldn't focus. (laughs) <laughs> like uh so it was it was really like a oh man all of the anti-anxiety meds just made it worse because i would get more and more paralyzed and dissociated which would make me more anxious <laughs> it was a it was a hot mess a hot mess so i had a doctor who finally started to suspect that it was adhd but because i have bipolar they don't like giving stimulants to people with bipolar because they don't want to trigger mania which makes sense <laughs> which makes sense it's <laughs> which makes sense. So, great. so I finally had a doctor who's like, maybe we're gonna try Adderall. I was like, why do you think I have ADHD? And she goes, I don't not think you have ADHD. <laughs> but all of that shit is to say that the first time I took Adderall and like had it properly in my system was like I experienced a moment of clarity that I had not felt in literal years, like years and years and years. I was like, oh my god, my mind is clear. I want to do a task. I sit down, I do the task. I'm not like, oh God, like what if I do it wrong? Or, 
oh, I don't know that I feel well enough to do this or like, oh, I need to meet the deadline or like, oh, like I just, I was like, wow, there's a task that I'm equipped to do and have time for. And I sat and then I did the task. What? <laughs> and it was like, so like, it, it's so weird because Adderall is a stimulant, but it like, it just had this like calming effect where I just felt clear. It was wild. It was wild. I was, because I didn't realize that I, I had years and years in a solid, constant state of anxiety. Literally, there was not a moment where I was not anxious. And I didn't realize it until I like popped my head above water for a second. I was like, oh, there is air up here. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> right. I, I want to know what that, or maybe remember what that feels like, because I don't know. This is some bullshit, man. When I tell you this life that we live is just is something else. And I think of people who just don't have to deal with this. How did you get so lucky? And how can I, like, is there something I should be doing? I mean, that's so unfair. Why do they get that? And I'm out here, like, not knowing which way is up. Yeah, my, my husband, who, he will get anxiety. I mean, I think a lot of people get it situationally. Not everyone has it constantly. Often, he is his very neurotypical self, just going about his life. And I'll forget sometimes, and or just, like, totally not be able to relate to how that feels. I was, like, agonizing at one point because I'm a really bad tech. I overthink texting. It takes me so long to text people and I feel terrible. And then the longer I put off texting them, the worse I feel and the longer it takes me to respond. And then, so he's sitting there one day and I was like, and like more people had texted me while I was putting off responding to other people. Not a hard text to respond to, by the way. Not like, oh, this is a really fraught subject and I need to think on it. Just a regular ass text, like, just a regular text. <laughs> regular ass text. And I'm like getting anxious and all these people are texting me and I need to respond to them. And he's, my husband is sitting there like watching me panic and like write and rewrite and rewrite texts. And he's like, he's like, I just write a text and send it. Like it just doesn't even occur to he just like writes the text and just sends it out into the world. He's like, I don't even proofread. I just fucking send it. <laughs> I was like, that is so foreign to me. I can't imagine. He just does. He just like goes and just does things. It's like, I'm going to go into a social situation and just do. Right. Just like, I Honestly, my life would be so much easier. Yeah, my my work, work anxiety is the thing that still gets me often. My social anxiety now is a lot better than it used to be. Anytime we went to do something social, my husband would watch me like really panic. And he's like, what are you like? We're doing something really low key. I'm like, I know. He's like, it's a pretty small group of people. It's like, I know. They're all people you like and like spending time with. I was like, yes, yes. And still, I'm going to panic until we get there. <laughs> Where's the disconnect? Where is the fucking disconnect? What don't you understand? <laughs> All right. I think we've hit on a lot of them, but let's make sure and cover our bases. What are some common causes of anxiety? Work. I don't even like work is just the, it's just the dagger through the heart. It's like, and it's not like one type of anxiety at work. Work related anxiety goes in like, like you have to deal with different personalities and then you have to worry about different tasks that you have to do and doing them. Not because you doubt your ability to do them well. You're just like, I need to be able to complete them and submit them without being anxious about having missed something before I submit it. Mm -hmm. So that just builds on, on another bullshit. And then like, now I have to remember to tailor my interaction with this person who's shown me that this is not the kind of, and I have to, every time I see this person, I have to then, oh, remember, oh, these are the things about this person that I have to make sure that I, and that happens for every single person in the building, for every task you have to do. And at the very end, you're just like, why? <laughs> We've talked about money. Lack of money <laughs> makes me very, very, very anxious. Lack of money makes me extremely, extremely anxious. Things that I can't control correlate very well with my anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like when the price of gas is going up, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, I'm like, I, I can't go say to the U.S. president, you better bring those prices right back down right now. I can't control that. My anticipation of things going haywire adds to my anxiety. 
capitalism. Honestly, I don't know where to pull out different things of like stress versus anxiety versus like burnout versus dread versus like all these very fun. They're just all sort of. It's a it's a pack gang. Yes, you get one, you they just call each other in. Oh yeah, this was another moment with my husband of. I was talking about having a conversation in a group, like a larger group, and mentioning that it takes me like mental energy to be in a conversation like that because I'm really keeping track of how much have I talked? Is it too much or is it not enough? And if it's not enough, when can I interject? And who else in the group has been talking a lot or not talking a lot? And can I get whoever hasn't been talking the chance to talk? And he was like, what? I just talk. We're just having a conversation. <laughs> I just what do you talk. mean? Every time I think about the future, it just makes me way, 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 way more anxious. Oh, PSA for you slash the listeners. And it might not work well for you. But I recently learned about, because it works well for me, extended release melatonin is a thing. You need to tell me exactly where they sell that. Again, the pharmacologist <laughs> on the fucking podcast is the one who doesn't know this. I think they, they might sell it at pharmacies, but I got it on Amazon. I don't know why. My mother-in-law had a whole bunch of it. And at one point she was visiting and she just pulled a whole bunch out of her purse and was like, here, have some extended release melatonin. <laughs> I was like, okay. The woman is an OG. She knows about this. She's like, here you go. Get some oh, sleep. God. It's a really sad oh, topic. God. Oh, the one last common cause of anxiety. I mean, it's not the one last, but just to throw it back out there, mental illness, like some of it is literally treatable. Like sometimes it is literally your brain just like it has fucked up the amount of chemicals that it's making. A lot of times that's not the only thing. A lot of times the medication will fix it entirely, but that it can just be literally your brain has just fucked up and it's doing it wrong. There are so many mental illness episodes we can have, but. <laughs> oh, oh I'm screaming, but Jesus, that is so sad. So have you heard of the book, The Body Keeps the Score? It's a fairly recent book. It's about complex PTSD, which is like PTSD-like symptoms, PTSD that develops like with extended situations and extended traumas. So like, I'm not probably explaining it the best. So like I had a therapist like gently bring it up one time and like recommend the book. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think I can handle another diagnosis right now. Um, so I, <laughs> I haven't read the book. Uh, but a friend of mine recently brought up the book and was like, oh, I just read it. It was great. It was really good. And I was like, yeah, I probably should read it, but I'm not going no. to read it. I can't. Um, and I was like, besides, like, I feel like my ADHD diagnosis was a big breakthrough in figuring out, you know, maybe it wasn't all trauma. Like maybe part of it is is just, you know, ADHD, chemical imbalance. And she was like, oh, yeah, the book talked about how trauma can uh, lead people to develop <laughs> ADHD. And I was like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> no. <laughs> This is why we say going to therapy before you have kids is important. Has the way you experience anxiety changed since you were a child? I think so. Again, a big old fun feelings soup. But when I was like a lot younger, bipolar was still untreated. And so it was like mostly depression instead of anxiety, but still a lot of anxiety. <laughs> I feel like my anxiety just sort of steadily increased throughout my life. Peaking in grad school, it has actually gone down as a result of both not being an environment that I hate and therapy. Uh, the way I experienced anxiety when I was younger, I don't know. I guess maybe it's not that different. I just deal with it sort of differently. Yeah. It's gotten larger and I've gotten more tools to deal with it. I'm like a little better at just sort of letting go now and being like, well, guess I'm anxious. <laughs> Can't, like I know when I can like push through it and still do something. And I know when I'm like, no, nope, no, nope, lost cause. <laughs> like I'm just gonna be anxious. Like I would say, I remember sitting as a six year old worried about, um, I live in Nigeria. There's a place called America. I've never been there. Everybody says it exists and it's a land far away. My parents, my mom lives there, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, what if America isn't a real place? And what if the family members that they say have gone there and just never came back. Maybe it's just the end of them. 
or maybe oh, no. America is just <laughs> my anxiety is a bitch. Um, or maybe America is just like a in like a futuristic sense. Maybe it's not on the same plane of existence. And if that's the case, what chance do I have of ever getting there?、Mm-hmm. I can't just whip up a magic school bus. And then I'd worry so much about like, okay, if that's the case, then does anything even matter? Like me standing here while this person is talking to me about some nonsense and consequential bullshit, or maybe they've just sent me on an errand, which is usually the case when you're that young where I'm from. So somebody will call you, and you'd snap to hear your name. You just go in the direction that you hear the name, and you sit there, and then your mind is just blank. You see their lips are moving, and you're not hearing anything. And they've said something like, "Oh, could you please go downstairs and grab me a cup of water or whatever?" And I just stand there staring at them for like minutes, and they'd be like, "Why are you so fucking weird?" <laughs> like that happened for the better part of my me being six years old. I was、mm. psychotic as fuck. My brain just was not on the same. My body was just、yeah. there, as in I was not there. And I remember、yeah. thinking to myself, "Gee, it would be nice if、um, if my mind would stop doing this. Like I can't wait till the point in my life where." Automatically, I feel grounded. I feel like the time in which I exist is real, and that like I'm not just a shell of something else. Like I can actually go out into the world and and create change, do 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 something that is impactful. And I don't know. One day I just woke up and I didn't feel that way anymore.、Hmm. And I was just like, okay, we're gonna write the rest of this out. Like hopefully that feeling <laughs> ever comes out. Like let's let's get it together. <laughs> like,、oh、my God. but it took a few years. It took a few years. And then one morning I just remember that I didn't have that feeling anymore. So, but then all the other shit. Then after not being Associated, you're now back in. You have to now selectively dissociate for each one because you don't want all of it to shut you down like a fucking hard drive. But yeah, no, yeah. Now, now it's just a function of to try to make sure that never happens again. <laughs> But also, let's try to create solutions for the things that make us anxious, which is why I overwork myself. Honestly, it's just because I don't ever want that feeling. I'd rather work hard and make a solution for everything just to avoid that feeling.、Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Sorry, mental illness has really gotten us together, hasn't it? It really has. Are you shocked? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Are you shocked at how fucked we are? We should just call ourselves the Mental Illness Podcast. <laughs> Honestly. Oh God. A therapist is gonna listen to this episode and be like, "Wow." They're gonna be emailing us, and be like, "Please, you're not okay." What are the things you feel the most anxious about, and why? Did I jump the gun on this one? The future is the one. It's like a, it's like a numbers game. You know that five years time is enough time. For all the things you have anxiety about to increase exponentially,、mm. because everything is a sequence of events. So if you're only worried、yep. about ten problems today, each one of those problems will offshoot into maybe three smaller problems, and then offshoot into so far and so on. So I'm like, shit! In five years, if this problem doesn't get resolved, this problem will be a fucking monster. So then I start working extremely hard to make sure I take care of all the ten problems right now, because I I don't I don't. So that future. Is what terrifies me. The future of knowing that all of these、mm. problems would have compounded, and I don't ever want to see that day. Yeah. So I'm always anxious about the future in that sense. Like, fuck. What are the、yep. things that make you anxious, and why? This is definitely one where it's changed, changed at different parts of my life. Like when I was younger, like money, that's gone away some. Work, generally, as much as I'd like it to not, I'd really like it to not. It really shouldn't. There's no reason it should, but it does. I'm trying so hard to not care. I don't know why I can't make myself just like not care and just do mediocre work and get my paycheck. I can't. I'm trying so、really、hard to just、like. do that. If I reach、uh, that point in my life, life would be sweet, man. Because that's like a whole arm of anxiety I can just 
How does anxiety affect your life? Let's start there. Cause it's talking about work making me anxious. Like sometimes when I get anxious and paralyzed, I get nothing done. Sometimes when I get, when I get anxious, I completely overwork myself because I can, and I'm like flying through work and I end up working late. So like it leads to a really unbalanced, like not just working at a steady pace, but like wild swings in my productivity. It's never nothing <laughs> like that. You either get me swinging off the rim or I'm coming off the bench. Shout out to Nikki. That's a Nikki bar. The number of like the fucking dreams, the anxiety dreams of like just dreaming your normal life. Like if you had the really like, I'm just, I'm dreaming, but all I'm dreaming is like, I have to get up and like go to my job and like do the normal things. Yes. But you're and not then I there. wake up and I haven't done it, but I'm anxious because I sit, I sat there and just experienced a whole anxious yes. day in my dreams. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then you wake up and you're extremely upset. Like, fuck. <laughs> world ain't shit sometimes man yeah really. it's like a fucking um it's like a fever dream you just wake up and you're just like ah <laughs> oh, another fucking one jesus i feel like in the past and still somewhat it would like hold me back from certain opportunities fucking networking god forbid anytime i've been made to go to a conference miserable i hide in the bathroom for half the conference <laughs> i can't i can't same <laughs> Actually, attending meetings is a high source of anxiety for me. If you put a meeting on my calendar that I don't necessarily need to be at, I'm not going to that fucking meeting. This is extra anxiety yeah. I can fucking avoid. Uh-uh. Like, the, the stuff that concerns me and I must know, I will put up with the anxiety to get to the other side of that. But don't just be at it. Because you know how some people would just like to add meetings to your day and just, like, shimmy, shimmy, stretch, stretch, give a little what, what. I was like, uh-uh, not on my fucking calendar. Somebody put a meeting on my calendar the other day. Scheduled it the same day. Don't like that. They scheduled it in the morning for, like, early afternoon. And it was extremely vague. I was like, this just showed up on my calendar. This was actually a day when I had no meetings. Now I have a meeting. I don't really know what it's about. Uh, so I'm, like, stressing about this stupid meeting that has now showed up on my calendar. And I get there. And the person is like, oh, I just wanted to check with something with you. They pull up a Word document. They show me one tracked change. And they say, is this okay? <laughs> and I say, yes, it is okay. Was that it? And they go, oh yeah, that was all. That was it. But the amount of mental energy I spent being like, what is this meeting? Am I prepared for this meeting? This meeting is going to break up my afternoon. What can I do before the meeting? What do I do after the meeting? And they got me on that meeting to look at one tracked change in a Word document. In this, in our virtual world, being on camera through all of the meetings stresses me. I'm really glad when I can take a meeting off camera. And it, when people are like, oh, the expectation is to have them on. We need to like build camaraderie with our peers like, like what am i supposed to do with my face for an ooh, hour I, know. I have to sit here i feel like an actor i'm like right mm -hmm. right you have to act uh -huh. every single one like, of the things that you think are appropriate in the moment and you're just like how do you cope with anxiety and why is it drugs <laughs> 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 it is drugs it just is drugs i'm so fucking sorry to this man it's drugs here's the thing this thing where people say there's some behavioral behavioral techniques that can help your anxiety. The problem is, if you want to teach me these techniques, now I'm anxious about these techniques. I'm anxious about how I'm going to be using these techniques. I'm anxious about the results that I'd be getting from these techniques. <laughs> or if there would be any results at all. So it's not going to fucking work. There are very few anxious thoughts that haven't been in my head at some point. So yes. <laughs> if you can find some. If you meet somebody who gets it, the, like, the, which is why the humor is always great. Because all the jokes about the worst case scenario always slap because you know between yeah. you've already thought about it <laughs> you've already considered it like making those horrible jokes you're just like yeah i've already thought about that too so anyway that's that's i guess that's it that's how we cope with anxiety i'm trying to i'm trying to think of like a i'm trying to think of a better wholesome answer but me thinking of that is giving me anxiety so i'm like i'm like, I'm like where am i going with this
Okay, sometimes they're just like straight necessary. So like my anxiety is a lot more under control now with ADHD meds, but it still will just go off the goddamn rails sometimes and I get panic attacks. So I got the drugs for the panic attacks, big fan. And then I, so I also have therapy strategies for like, oh, my anxiety is going off the rails. Cause like you've got your like, I'm trying to refocus so I can get this task done and like, oh, I don't want to have a panic attack. Like the five senses. Have you heard that one? Mm -mm. It's like, it's like to calm down. It's like name five things you can see, four things you can touch, three things oh, you can yeah. hear, two things you can smell, one thing you can taste. And it like makes you like look around and like interact with your environment. In case anyone's wondering, that's the extent <laughs> which my like it goes to the point of like, let me like have a touchstone on reality. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then Alexa, play reality. Oh no, don't cancel, cancel. <laughs> Alexa, stop. It's <laughs> a reason alcohol is so popular in social situations. Like a lot of like the ADHD strategies have brought down my anxiety a lot. So that's been helpful. The problem is when the anxiety gets bad, it's hard to do all of those strategies. Right. CBT, CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Eh, that I can sort of take or leave. It was sort of interesting. Also felt kind of like invalidating. Uh, I'm not the biggest CBT fan. A lot of therapists use it take it or leave it i believe it so the more right. things i do that i'm responsible for especially hopefully that i will tangentially like will have things that are structured into my day so that that thing will pull me away from anxiety when i have to do that so i just keep adding more because i need more breaks <laughs> from being anxious like for instance when i'm editing the podcast i'm not anxious about anything else mm. my brain has to focus on editing the podcast there's so many things that i have mm. to do there's just so i just sit there and for those hours i'm not which is why i can sit down and do nine hours at a go okay. if i'm get if i des if i'm desperate i can do it all and go because i know that that's nine hours that i don't have to be anxious so i'll just go ahead but sometimes like other things that require me to <laughs> to fix them will break into <laughs> that nine hours so that's why i can't do it all in one go as much as i used to i just i do the most because i need things to interrupt my anxiety mm -hmm. shout out to doing the most yeah i don't recommend it though please Y'all don't try it and then work yourself into the ground and die. So that concludes our episode on anxiety. But it does not conclude our anxiety. We wish it did. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Big Empty Purse. Tweet us, message us, let us know what topics you'd like to hear us cover in the future. Next week, we'll be talking about to be determined. <laughs> it's our favorite topic. Until then, good luck. Good luck.